This is Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name is Lucia Benavides, and today we're talking about the rising cost of food. These days, going grocery shopping is making more of a dent in our wallets than usual. The cost of many basic food products, including olive oil, milk, and eggs, has risen more than 30% in just two years. That's due to several factors, among them the ongoing inflation across much of Europe. But shoppers aren't the only ones affected by price increases. Farmers are just as phased. On today's episode, we'll hear from the Catalan Farmers Union and talk to Barcelona residents about how they've changed their shopping habits. Here with me are reporters Lea Belayeva. Hi, Lucia. And Uriol Escudé. Hello. So this is a somewhat complicated topic because there are many factors affecting price increases. So I want to start by backtracking a little bit and tackling some basic questions. I want to understand and help listeners understand, um, first of all, why there is inflation in Catalonia to begin with. Uriol, can you break it down for me? Well, it's hard to explain. Inflation in Catalonia, like across Europe, started to rise at the end of 2021. After the COVID lockdown, everyone started traveling again and going out with friends and basically spending more money. And we all had more money, the ones who could work from home because we were saving money. Right. We weren't going out and spending any. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and at the same time, oil, gas, fuel, energy, they all went up. So The prices for those things, yeah. And so did prices. Okay. And then Russia invaded Ukraine, okay. which also affected Right, prices. right. So a lot of things kind of accumulated to, yeah, to result in inflation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and where are we now? What's the inflation rate in Catalonia or in Spain? So Spain and Catalonia have managed to drive down inflation compared to other countries in mm -hmm. Europe. In Spain right now, it stands at 3.5% and okay. in Catalonia at 3.4%. And they've been stable for a couple of months. Uh, but last year, for example, in October, it was 7.3% wow. in Spain. Okay, so it was able to be halved exactly. in a year. Yes. Okay, okay, so that's good. Um, but why are food prices still still up? Why have they been increasing despite inflation decreasing? So there are many factors involved and it's very difficult to explain and even more to predict what will happen if they'll go up or down. The main mm -hmm. factors driving price increases now are energy, fuel and electricity prices. They're okay. very, very high and companies need water, energy. They also need grain, fuels and all these things are very expensive. So production costs have risen. Right. And there are also other factors like the climate. In Catalonia, we suffered a terrible drought for three years, and it's not predicted to finish any time soon. Right. And there's also the Ukraine war, which is right, which we going mentioned on. earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Leah, what food products are most affected right now? So there are a group of, of products that have been mostly affected. Olive oil is essential in every household in Catalonia, and it has increased by 56% in only two years, and. Uh, Milk has also increased by 40%, rise by 38%, and the rates are pretty similar for eggs, for mandarins, and also tomatoes. And the most striking increase is in the processed pork meat. That has risen by 92%. Oh my God. Yeah, wow. that's so it's really almost a lot. doubled. Yeah. Wow. 
And I mean, I'm sure these price increases have drastically affected shopping habits. Yeah, for me, for example, I stopped buying certain products that I can't afford anymore. For example, red meat. Yeah. Uh, that's only very, very special occasions. Yeah. Uh, but it almost never happens that I buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned olive oil too. I know a lot of people maybe are cutting back and buying more sunflower oil like to cook with and just keeping the olive oil for special things like salads or um, plates where you can actually savor it. For example, in my household, we've also been changing a bit the um, our approach to shopping, mostly because before we were always looking for deals, like we would decide what to cook that week based on what was on sale or what was discounted. And now there are fewer and fewer deals like th those deals have like gone out the window so you have to inevitably we're paying more than we did before yeah, i don't for know everything for all yeah for everything i don't know Uriol, if you're also well i haven't cut back on olive oil because it's sacred <laughs> yeah but i'm very happy because i lived in london for the past five years so i've been struggling to get decent olive oil at a decent price right. in london and then when i came here Uh, it was fine. It was yeah. not bad. So I started buying extra virgin always. Yeah. And so you didn't see the price increase because it probably really. stayed the same, if yeah. not decreased from yeah. England. Yeah. I'm happy as it is now. Yeah. But yeah. I know it's, it's it's very expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I went out to the streets to see what people were buying and if they were cutting back on anything. Uh huh. So, well, let's see what they said then. Rising cost of food is affecting nearly everyone in Catalonia, though it's especially felt by low-income families. Since 2021, when inflation began to rise, thousands of households across Catalonia have struggled to fill their shopping baskets and stay on budget. So we went around and asked shoppers how they cope with inflation. Rebecca says she's noticed the price increase in supermarkets and remembers the day she realized inflation was actually real. One day, she says, she was checking out at the grocery store with the same purchase as always, but this time paying much more than usual. Isn't this how a lot of us felt inflation for the first time? One day, we noticed that things we used to buy did not cost the same, and things kept going up from there. In un año ha sido la fruta, la verdura... Dolores, retired and widowed, says with a lot of emotion that prices have increased unbelievably in the last year. Bruno says his family's shopping experience has been greatly affected by inflation and that the price of olive oil has become a barometer for measuring inflation. Like Bruno, Rebecca mentions olive oil as the most expensive item on her list. They agree that nowadays it has become a luxury. Both Bruno and Rebecca admit they are cutting back on olive oil and using more sunflower oil. And it's no surprise. Olive oil has increased by 56% since 2021. Others, like Dolores, have not cut back on certain foods, but are paying more attention to prices than ever before. Sí, She's also changing other habits, like going to the hairdresser once a month instead of three times. No matter people's approach, with today's high prices, it seems impossible not to cut back.
Thank you to everyone who spoke with us. Um, so something that comes up when talking about the rising cost of food is going back to the source, which is farmers. So one may assume that grocery stores are upping the prices of food because farmers are selling it for more money. But Leah, you spoke with some farmers who said that's not the case, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not the case at all, in fact. Most farmers are selling at a loss, which means selling it for less than what it's worth. Okay. Or in other words, they don't make a profit because okay. the price that they get from their product is really, really low. Okay. And for example, there has been a case this year where the Catalan Farmers Union, who I talked to, have accused big supermarket chains like Lidl, Mercadona, or, and Bonpreo of price fixing. What does that mean? Price fixing means making illegal agreements across the chain grocery stores about how much a product should cost, pushing out the competition by lowering the prices. I see. Okay. Okay. But the general problem is that farmers are just benefiting very, very little or not at all from the price increases and the money mm -hmm. goes into the pockets of the distributors and the companies. Right. Those are the people making money right now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we're spending more and farmers are making less or as little as they were before, but big grocery stores are making more than before. They're making they're making more than before, and there's actually a concept called greedflation, uh -huh. where the companies or the, the the supermarket chains they inflate the prices even more wow. just to make more money. Wow! Even though it's not needed. Even though it's not needed, and wow. prices are way too high as they right, are. Right, 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 right. Well, <laughs> well, that's not great. <laughs> um, well, what? So going back to the farmers, what are their main challenges that they're facing right now? I think uh, we can point uh, to two major factors. Uh, one is that farmers have been underpaid for years, and this is just uh, like general knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, I would say, that everybody knows, and mm -hmm. the farmers have been talking about this for years. Yeah. Now it has just become a little bit more obvious. Right, and there's that movie Alcaraz by the director Carla That's Simon. That's a great example. Yeah, 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 where we kind of see that happening. And actually, according to the, the Catalan Farmers Union that we will hear from just in a tiny bit, the mm -hmm. problem is that uh, electricity bills and salary costs, they have gone up a lot, while their revenue really hasn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And the other factor is the drought. Yeah, it's the worst ever recorded drought mm -hmm. in Catalonia since wow. 1916 when they started Oh recording. my gosh, wow. It's not raining at all and farmers face restrictions on irrigation of crops. Mm -hmm. uh, so this year's harvest of olives, grain and grapes has been between 30 and 70% smaller than normal years. Wow. Yeah, depending That's on the lot. crops, but yeah, it's a huge difference between this year and other right. years. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this means that uh, the farmers' gains are also a lot smaller than they would be under normal circumstances, despite the current price increases that uh, the consumers see. Okay. So that means that even if they get a few more cents for their crops, they still produce way less than they would normally do. Right, right. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a huge problem with the new generation not wanting to take over because of the instability that, of course, is being made even much worse and even more clear by the, the current drought. Right. And just to, to, just to give you a, a number, 68% uh, of Catalan farmers are older than 55 years. Wow. So there are very, very little young farmers. Right, so, yeah. Which so is very indicative of 
the problem. Right, right. So this generational shift that you were saying is key in maintaining the farming industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand you spoke with someone at the Catalan Farmers Union, right? Yeah, I spoke to Carlos Vicente. Okay, well, let's hear what he said. Inflation has been on the rise for the past couple of years, but it's not only the consumers that have to reach deeper into their pockets and pay much more for basic food products. While some may think that the price increase benefits farmers, the picture is quite different. Carlos Vicente is from the Catalan Farmers Union. We also suffer from inflation, Carlos explains. Production costs like electricity and water have gone up between 30 to 40 percent, and workers' salaries have increased as a result of the new minimum wage law. It's very difficult being a farmer, Carlos explains. When we don't have inflation, we have a market that has been tainted by the distribution system that sets the prices for products. So we don't reap the benefits of the price increases, he says. In fact, according to the latest data, the price consumers pay on some food products is between three and five times higher than what farmers get paid for it. The root of the problem, Carlos says, lies in the lack of protection of the products the farmers want to sell. In 2013, the first law protecting the food chain was approved in the Spanish Congress. The goal was to establish a fair relationship between the farmers and stock breeders and the food and the distribution industries. In 2021, a reformed law was approved to prohibit distributors from paying farmers below a fair market value. But, according to Carlos, this law is not enough because of the lack of enforcement. This means that it's up to the individual farmers to negotiate with distributors. These sectors then have the higher hand in setting product prices, and they can persuade the farmers to either accept selling their product at a lower price or not selling it at all. Carlos provides an example. If a product is sold on the market, the distributor or vendor will sell it at, for example, a value of 10. The vendor then subtracts his costs like transportation, and at some point, of the 10, only 4 remain, and those 4 will have to be shared between the processing company and the farmer. Milk is a good example, he says. The supermarkets can decide that they want to sell the milk at 1 euro per liter, and then they will deduct their production costs. At the end of this deduction, the farmer gets paid only 20 cents. What the agricultural sector needs, according to Carlos, is price and market oversight. What does this mean? It means that the production costs, as well as the price consumers pay and what the farmers receive, would be more closely monitored, he explains. This would assure transparency in the food chain and tackle any irregularities in prices. Thank you to Carlos Vicente for speaking with us. So I guess the question that's on everyone's mind is, will prices continue to rise? Will they stay the same? Will they decrease eventually? Well, that's very difficult to predict. Like, yeah. would you have predicted the COVID pandemic, the right. Ukraine war, the We don't have a drought. magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if nothing of this kind happens again, another virus, another drought, more climate difficult events, mm -hmm. uh, 
experts say it will continue uh, to rise for a while, but from next year, they're expected to stabilize. Okay, so there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's time now for our Catalan phrase of the week. What is it today? Today is mitja figa mitz raim. Okay, what, what does it mean? Uriol? So mitja figa mitz raim literally means half fig and half grape. Okay, which interesting. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever mixed those two. Perhaps when eating with cheese. But. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you were in France. Yeah. <laughs> but what is it? What is the phrase referred to? It means you're undecided. Okay. A little bit like the economy, right? Right. Or food yeah. Prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you don't know where Unstable, it's going. undecided. Okay. Okay. So that I, I get the half and half then. Yeah. <laughs> you can't decide between a fig and a and and a grape. <laughs> Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to Lea and Uriol for being here and to Carlas Vicente for speaking with us. We'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. In the meantime, you can catch us on social media or email us at fillingthesink at acn.cat. On behalf of the entire team here at Catalan News, I'm Lucia Benavides wishing you a wonderful weekend. Goodbye, ciao, adeo. Mm-hmm.